0: (laughs) It's the old radio comedy podcast.
1: Welcome to episode 67 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. Today is the last day of July. We're heading into the hottest month of the year. I, myself, am an autumn guy. Unlike most people, I don't like summer. I love fall. I love the cooler months. not really sure what's so appealing to so many people about sweating and stewing in heat and humidity. Give me 55-degree weather any day. But, I hope everyone is enjoying their summer, even in the midst of this insane pandemic. And if you're unfortunate enough right now to live in the U.S., where we have one of the highest per capita infection and death rates in the world, I hope you're staying well and I hope you're staying safe. Today, we bring you the October 7th, 1949 broadcast of My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball and Richard Denning in the episode, George Tries for a Raise one of my favorite episodes from the show so sit back relax and enjoy
2: You look in on the Coopers. It's morning. Katie, the maid, is singing in the kitchen as Liz Cooper enters.
0: Some enchanted evening, you will meet a Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Mrs. Cooper. Across the crowd and room. Well, what makes you so happy across an empty kitchen? Oh, Mister Negi, the mailman was just here. <laughs> Katie, have you been playing post office? No, but I had been giving them a cup of coffee every morning. Oh, I wondered why we've been getting our mail before anyone else in the neighborhood. He must like the way you percolate. <laughs> oh, I don't percolate for him. He's a silex man. Oh. Oh, that's three kinds of coffee I have to make every morning. I'm an old-fashioned boiled drinker. He's Silex, and you and Mr. Cooper are drip. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. Oh, well, I, I didn't mean it like that, Mrs. Cooper. I know. Say, was there anything interesting in the mail? Oh, the mail. Where did you put it? Where is it? Where is it? Please, let, let go of my apron. You're choking me. <laughs> It's on the table by Mr. Cooper's plate. Oh, there should be a bill there for Miller's department store. I have to get it out before George sees it.
2: Hey, how come the mail's so early? Too late.
0: Cross your fingers, Katie. Maybe it isn't in today's mail.
2: Oh, my goodness. What's on the bill that's so
0: important? Oh, a little velveteen suit I couldn't resist and shouldn't have bought and finally did and wish I hadn't.
3: <laughs> oh, I'll bet it didn't
0: even come this morning. Yes? Yeah. Want to give any odds? <laughs>
3: May I see you a moment, Elizabeth?
0: My full name. Oh, he's really ripping. Start a roaring fire, Katie. He'll want to heat up a few pokers. <laughs> oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, good morning, George. How's my little husband this morning? Mm-hmm. Liz,
2: you have any idea what the mailman brought this morning? The mail? No. A bill from Miller's department store for $98. Oh. Oh. <laughs> sure you have a reasonable explanation for this. I have. Liz, we talked this over last month and you promised you'd never charge anything again without asking me, didn't you?
0: Yes, George. Well? Let's face it, George. I'm rotten through and through. Now, Liz,
2: you can't kid your way out of this.
0: Oh, I don't mean to buy those things, George. I just go into browse and some sneaky little clerk catches me with my charger plate down. <laughs>
2: Lives. Back like the coat last month, then the two hats the months before that, and the blouse before that. Oh, no, George, don't
0: make me take anything else back to Miller's. You know what they call me down there? Mrs. George Retriever. <laughs>
2: Well, I'm sorry, Liz. Maybe someday we can afford those extra luxuries. But right now, we've got to cut corners.
0: Well, it's not my spending that's the trouble. It's your salary. I think Hold it's at it. least...
2: I know just what you're going to say. George, I think you should ask for a raise.
0: I certainly do. What's the matter with Mr. Atterbury, anyway? You've been with the bank ten years, and you haven't got a thing to show for it. I
2: have, too. Don't forget my ten-year pin. <laughs>
0: Well, pretty soon you'll have to use it to hold your ten years' trousers together. (laughs) You're afraid to ask him for a raise. I am not. You are, too. Georgie is a sissy. Georgie is a sissy. All
2: right. Now, look, if it'll make you feel any better, I gave Mr. Atterbury a very strong hint yesterday.
0: Really? Did you really, George?
2: I certainly did. We were having lunch, and Mr. Atterbury said... George, it's getting hard for a man to make both ends meet these days. Oh, what an opening. And what did you say? I said, it sure is.
0: That's
3: all?
2: Yes. He
0: didn't get upset by your strong language, did he? George, you've got to speak plainer. Come right out and ask him for a raise. Well,
2: things like that just aren't done down at the bank.
0: Then do it away from the bank. Ask him tonight at dinner. We're eating out with the Atterbury's,
2: you know. I won't talk business at dinner.
0: All right, if you won't, I will. Oh, no, you don't. Don't worry, George. I'll bring it up subtly.
2: I know you're subtly. Good evening, Mr. Atterbury. Sorry we're late, and why don't you give George a raise?
0: (laughs) All right, George. I won't say anything if you'll promise me one thing. What? For heaven's sake, don't pay the check. No wonder he thinks you don't need more money. You always pick up the check when the four of us go out to dinner. I do not. You do, too. Although I'll admit it isn't your fault. Mr. Atterbury can outfumble anyone. Okay.
2: Now, now, that isn't fair. He pays as often as I do.
0: Oh, sure. You pick up the check for dinner and dancing at the Biltmore, and then when we're at the ball game having peanuts, he says, It's my turn,
2: boy. <laughs> You're exaggerating.
0: Use your eyes, George. Every time the check comes, he's looking down, studying his fingers. You'd think he just discovered a uranium under his nails. <laughs>
2: Now that you mention it, he has done that a couple of times.
0: Sure! You don't have a chance between his fingernails and that trick fork of his. Trick fork? You've seen it. The minute the waiter brings the bill, Mr. Atterbury's fork jumps under the table. And he drops out of sight to look for
2: it. Say, that happened just the other night, didn't it?
0: You know it did. The zipper got stuck in your wallet, and Mr. Atterbury had to stay under the table 45 minutes. (laughs)
2: Hey, Liz, I think you've hit on something there. Why that big tightwad?
0: Then you'll make him pay the bill tonight.
2: You're darn right, I will. And as long as we're sticking Atterbury with it, let's stick him good.
0: Oh, you mean order everything expensive?
2: Everything we order is going to be either a la carte, imported, or out of season.
0: Oh, good. I think I'll have caviar smothered in caviar.
2: <laughs> I could just see Atterbury's face when he gets the bill.
0: <laughs> yeah, make the waiter crawl under the table and hand it to him.
2: Yeah. And remember, George, now don't weaken. I won't, e- even if we have to sit and drink water until he gets the idea. Yeah,
0: and if I know him, when we walk out of there, we'll squish. <laughs>
2: keeping Liz and George. What time is it, Irish girl?
4: Oh, it's just seven, Rudolph. We're early.
2: Oh. You know, George has been acting funny lately. I think he'd like to ask me for a raise, but he hasn't got the nerve.
4: <laughs> well, I'm surprised he hasn't asked you. You'd think the bank was making a million dollars the way you throw your money away.
2: Me? Throw money away? What are you talking about, Lotus Bud? <laughs>
4: For one thing, every time we go to dinner with Liz and George, you pick up the check.
2: Oh, I wouldn't say every time.
4: I would. Although I'll admit it isn't your fault. George Cooper can out-fumble anyone.
2: Oh, now, that isn't fair, Iris. He pays as often as I do.
4: Sure. You buy box seats to the symphony, and he pays the tax on free passes to the circus.
2: Well, that doesn't happen all the
4: time. You say nothing of his two wallets. One, he has the zipper welded together, <laughs> and the other one is made out of a magic carpet. As soon as the check appears, it shifts to another suit at home. Well,
2: now that you mention it, that does happen pretty often. If those don't work, he goes to make a phone call. <laughs> well, tonight I think I'll just teach that young scamp a lesson.
4: <laughs> Are you going to outweigh him?
2: You bet I am. George pays the bill for this meal. And as long as we're going to stick him, let's stick him good. <laughs>
4: Everything expensive. Uh, yeah. Ooh, what fun! <laughs> <laughs> here,
2: here they come. Remember, the sky's the limit. Yoo-hoo, George boy! This girl, here we
0: are! Hello, Iris. Mr. oh Oh, this
4: girl, George boy. I Everybody, oh, sit down, sit
0: down. Oh my, I'm starved. I feel like eating something extra special tonight. Yes, me too. <laughs>
2: Get the waiter,
4: Rudolph. Let's not waste any time. Yeah, uh,
2: waiter. Yes, sir. Uh, we'd like to order, please. Yeah, very well.
0: Uh, why don't we start off with some champagne? Oh, that
2: sounds good. Okay, by me. That's a fine idea. <laughs> You want a bottle of champagne?
0: Yes, bring a bottle for each of us. Yeah. <laughs> now,
2: which would you like, domestic or imported?
3: Imported! <laughs>
2: uh, are you sure you haven't had enough to drink already? No, <laughs> oh, it's over as judges. And what else would you have, Liz?
0: Uh, I think I'll have a porterhouse steak.
2: In one porterhouse house steak.
0: As an appetizer.
2: As an appetizer? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I'd like a double lobster Thermidor.
2: Yes, ma'am.
0: Oh, that sounds good.
2: I think I'll have that, too. Instead of the steak?
0: No, just pour it over the steak. <laughs>
2: beef stroganoff. I'd like a filet mignon with wild rice and an anchovy salad. Yes, sir.
0: Oh, and some artichokes and drawn butter. And some water chestnuts and bamboo
2: shoots. And bring a side order of peasant under glass. (laughs) Ooh, what a bunch of spenders.
0: (laughs) Oh, and for dessert, crepe Suzette and cherries Jubilee and a baked Alaska. Uh, waiter... Waiter, what's the matter? What are you dreaming about?
2: Oh, if I was only working on commission, I could retire. (laughs) Now, let's see. Who ordered the fit shampoo? What? Oh, that's French champagne. I'm so excited, I can't read my own writing.
4: That was
0: a delicious dinner.
2: I'm so full I can't move.
4: I'll bet I've gained five
2: pounds.
0: (laughs) How about some after-dinner mints? Oh, we've had some. Well, how about some after-after-dinner mints, mints?
2: Well, shall we settle up the check? Will it be cash or do you want to finance it? (laughs) Well, come, come, gentlemen. Which one of you is the host?
4: Solo
0: by Rudolph Atterbury on his magic fork.
2: Pardon me, I'll think it out. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it.
3: <laughs>
2: George, just
0: wait him out.
2: Yeah, what's he doing under there? Stripping down to his money belt? <laughs> well, then I can't seem to find my fork any yeah, look, here's the check. Will someone pay it so I can go home? I'll pay it. George. Yes, sir, I'll take care of that little old check. Well, what do you know? I found my phone. That was quick. Uh, here you are, sir. Oh, now, isn't that the limit?
0: What's the matter, George? I
2: left my wallet in my other suit.
0: Oh, that's too bad. Well, that's liable to happen.
2: knife. (laughs) Let me get it this way. here. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Look, I'll make it easy for both of you. Let me decide which one pays. One potato, two potato, three potato, four, five potato, six potato, seven potato, more. My mother told me to take you. Ah, that's you, George.
0: I demand a recount.
2: Uh, I just remembered I have to make a phone call. Uh, I don't think you will. I'll be right... Who tripped me?
0: Nobody. Mr. Atterbury tied your shoelaces together.
2: <laughs> um, what dropped out of your pocket when you fell, George boy? Looks like your wallet. Yeah, we're dead. Well, give me the check, waiter.
0: George, you'd better hit him for that raise right now. We'll need it to pay for this meal.
2: Oh, as not now. Now, keep quiet.
0: You won't ask him? No. Uh, waiter, will you bring me a paper bag to put the leftovers in? <laughs> For your dog? No, for us.
2: Has finally convinced George that he must ask Mr. Atterbury for a raise. She's been giving him pep talks all morning. And right now, she's having final inspection.
0: There, now let me look at you. Your suit's pressed. Your pants have a nice crease. You're wearing your sincere tie. You have a clean white handkerchief in your pocket. Now, what are you going to say to him?
2: Mr. Atterbury, will you marry me? <laughs> George.
0: Now, what are you going to say? Let's rehearse it. I'm Mr. Atterbury. Go ahead, boy. <laughs>
2: Mr. Atterbury, I don't want you to grant me special privileges. I I realize this is a bad time to ask, but...
0: Uh... Oh, for heaven's sake, speak with authority like this. Mr. Atterbury, you've stalled me long enough. I demand a raise.
2: Mr. Atterbury, you've stalled me long enough. I demand a raise.
0: Wonderful. Now hurry up while you're still in the mood. Hmm.
2: Mr. Atterbury, you've stalled me long enough. I demand a raise. What have you got to say about that?
0: Mr. Atterbury, we'll see you now, Mr. Cooper.
2: Oh, thanks, Adele. Mr. Atterbury? Yes, Cooper boy, what is it? You've stalled me? Uh, you've stalled me? Uh, we'll step on the starter, boy. Let's get going. <laughs> well, you see... My time is valuable, Cooper. I just wasted a half hour with Joe Ridgely. He had the nerve to come in here and ask for a raise. A raise? Well, what happened? Let's just say there'll be one less glass by the water cooler. <laughs> you fired him? Bluntly, yes. Now, what did you want? Must have been important. Uh, oh, yes, sir. I, uh, I, I wanted to know... Uh, uh, could you lend me your key to the men's room? <laughs>
0: so mad? What's the matter? George just called and he didn't get his raise. He didn't? No, he didn't even ask for it. Oh, he's so wishy-washy. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Well, I would, and if he doesn't stop being wishy, I'll have to take in washy. (laughs) Well, there's more than one way to skin an Atterbury. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to heckle him into getting George a raise no matter what I have to do, and I've got some real goofy ideas in my head.
2: George, boy, come in. I've had the most amazing morning. Your campaign manager has been very active. What do you mean? Liz has started a cold war to get you a raise. So far, I've had four anonymous phone calls. No. Yes, and three telegrams. Well, how do you know Liz sent them? Look at the signature on this one. The Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to George Cooper's. (laughs) Listen to this. I think you should give my brother George Cooper a raise. Signed, Gary. I'll I'll tell her to cut it out Yes, I've had just about enough Well, come on, boy, let's go to lunch All right A rock through the window Let me see the note tied to that Here Dear Mr. Atterbury George Cooper deserves a raise Signed, An Important Depositor P.S. Sorry, I thought the window was open. This will be deducted from your paycheck, boy. Come on, let's go eat. Oh, well, don't worry about Liz, Mr. Atterbury. I'm sure she won't do anything else. Oh, won't she? Do you by any chance recognize that little old lady selling apples in front of the bank? Apple,
3: oh, no! Apple.
0: Liz. Apples. Buy an apple and help a starving vice president and his wife. Buy an apple, Mr. Atterbury.
2: No, I won't buy an apple. it, Mrs. Genius. He fired me. He didn't. I was just getting him calmed down from the old lady bit when in walked ten kids in rags yelling, Daddy, I'm hungry.
0: I borrowed them from Mr. Woods next door.
2: I have to clear out of my office by three o'clock or he'll charge me rent. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Why, that dirty bum, Mr. Cooper. No, Mr. Atterbury, he fired George. Oh, no. But what about the skywriting you ordered? Oh, I'll have to cancel it. Darn it, they were going to write, George Cooper needs a raise from one end of the town to the other. Oh, I'd like to have seen it. Oh, Kitty, have I got an idea. I'm not going to cancel that skywriting. As long as George is fired, I'm going to switch it. So what? I'll tell them to... Hello? Hello, this is Mrs. George Cooper. I ordered some skywriting at 3 this afternoon. What? No, I didn't order. She's lovely, she's engaged, she uses ponds. You've got it all mixed up. (laughs) That's right. George Cooper needs a raise. Well, I want you to change it. Now, this is what I want you to write instead. Mr. Atterbury is a stinker in letters a mile high. Right. Goodbye. Ooh, now, what are you going to do, Mrs. Cooper? Hi. Hi, nothing. I'm going to go down to the bank and make sure Mr. Atterbury sees it.
2: Well, George, it's almost three. Is your desk cleaned out? Yes, Mr. Atterbury. Well, you can take your things and put them in that large office down the hall. What do you mean? Oh, you really fell for it, (laughs) boy. Everybody in the office knew about your promotion but you. The board of directors voted it this morning. Promotion? Yeah. You mean I'm not third vice president anymore? No, sir. From now on, you're executive third vice president. I couldn't resist having my little joke. Oh, gosh. I thought you fired me on account of Liz. Well, if she pulled one more stunt, I would have. But that's all over. Come on, I'll buy you a drink to celebrate. Oh, boy, this is great. Well, what a freight. There's Liz. You can tell her the good news. Hello, Liz girl.
0: Mr. Atterbury, I do not recognize your existence. Come on, George. Get your things and let's leave this marble sweatshop.
2: Oh, Liz, that firing was all a gag. Mr. Atterbury gave me a promotion.
0: A promo... Oh, George, that's wonderful.
2: Uh, come with us, Liz, across the street. I'm by. Wow. Oh, look up there. They're starting some skyriding.
0: <laughs> ay
2: He's starting with M-R. Uh, mister... Oh,
0: well, it's probably just an ad for that show, Mr. Roberts. Come on, let's go. No, no,
2: no, wait. I, I get a kick out of these things. You never know what they're going to write next.
0: Uh, you can say that again.
2: Now, let's see. Mr. A-T-T... Uh,
0: Mr. Iterbury, will you tie my shoelaces?
2: Liz, you're wearing pumps.
0: You stay out of this. <laughs> Uh,
2: look Look! Look! what he's spelling now. Mr. A-T-T-E-R-B... It's
0: probably an ad for that piano player, Jose Atterby.
2: You are why Oh, that's my name. No, Atterbury.
0: no, no, it isn't. It's that soft drink, you know. Adderbury hits the spot, five full ounces, that's a lot. Liz,
2: <laughs> I'm beginning to have an awful feeling about this.
0: You have an awful feeling.
2: Mr. Atterbury is. Well,
0: goodbye, George. It's nice to have known you.
2: (laughs) Lovely. Mr. Atterbury is lovely. Huh? That's what it says. Oh, Liz, this is a wonderful surprise for me.
0: Well, it's a much better surprise for me. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Atterbury is lovely. Well, come on, let's go get a drink.
2: My Favorite Husband has been presented to the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Radio and Television Service.
1: That was the episode George Tries for a Raise from the classic comedy radio sitcom My Favorite Husband. I hope you all enjoyed it. Reminding you yet again to please give us a five-star rating on your podcast app if you're enjoying the podcast, as it really helps boost our listeners. And regardless, if you're left-wing, right-wing, or no-wing, leave the politics at the door. Wear a mask and tune in on Monday when we bring you another comedy radio broadcast from the golden age of radio. Everyone stay safe, because laughter really is the best medicine. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for
3: listening.